Well, good morning. I'm glad to see you all here, and uh, peace be with you. That peace that passes uh, all understanding comes from the Lord, and, and we put our faith and our trust in the Lord. Uh, they say, put your faith in, in the Lord, but lock your doors. I think we should say also, put your faith in the Lord and wash your hands. Don't touch your nose, right? I think it's going to be okay. I read the book, and at the end it says we win. So, you know, there's a whole bunch of icky stuff in between, but it's going to be okay. However, we are exercising caution where caution is due in order to try to minimize the the issues that we have. Thank you for coming today. Um, Thank you, Adair, and thank you, Chris, for playing for us today, the beautiful music that we are blessed by, and thank you for sharing your gifts. I have some announcements to uh, tell you of um, that the Bible studies during the week have been canceled until further notice, and that um, they're also the uh, knitters uh, will, you know, are being postponed, so y'all can still be naughty if you want, but yeah, don't stop knitting. Knit by yourself and, you know, six feet apart. And um, there was one other one uh, that Susan, what was that other one, Ashley? It was the knitters, the quilters. Okay, and and Ashley will be here uh, sitting be feet, (laughs) sitting be fit. Pastor will be here. Uh, to to talk and all that stuff, just like regular hours and everything. Um, my intent, until unless somebody you know says otherwise, is to continue to be here on Sunday. And however big or small we are, we we do what we do. Yes, sir. Right. Even Costco stopped giving out samples. So. Um, <laughs> We, uh, we are not going to do coffee and donuts and everything afterwards. Um, so, you know, um, uh, does everyone have toilet paper at home? Yeah. Okay. All right. Because I don't want you to be without. I stay awake at night about that. So, Lord have mercy. Okay. Also, um, we are implementing a phone tree. And we are going to be uh, enlisting the help of several to make phone calls, regular phone calls every day to members. When you get this phone call, please don't be annoyed. (laughs) We're not checking on you, but we're checking on you. And on those that maybe are living alone and those that don't have the ability to get to the store. By the way, I don't know if anyone's been to the store. I haven't been since last Wednesday. But I understand and I saw the lines waiting out this morning. So imagine that. um, Some of our members that can't get to the store. So these are the times when, as a church, we come together and we take care of of our neighbors and our friends. And those phone calls will be, what do you need? And you need maybe, uh, you know, do you have food? (laughs) Do you have soup? You know, 
those kind of things. And, and then let us know. Ashley will be the central hub. Certainly I can, you know, will be in and on that too. But let's just be communicative, as you always are anyways. We got a, we've got a congregation full of shepherds. We really do. And so uh, I don't believe that this will be uh, something that we can't overcome with the Lord's help. But that's what we're doing as a church. So there, um, there is a phone tree coming. Did I miss anything else, anybody? Um, Bible study today, and I see Ken. Oh, pencils. You'll notice there are no pencils in front of you. And um, that's so that we don't continue to spread the virus. And uh, we had saints wiping the backs of the pews this morning. Our sister church, uh, Victory Outreach, is going to be doing live streams without people in here for the foreseeable future. They have more bodies than we do. They are very concerned about spreading, you know, illnesses to each other. Yes. And we are working on doing a live stream, you know, as if audio wasn't enough or you listen to Pastor Ken, but you know, we're going to, you are going to do that. And I think that'll be, you know, delightful and we'll put it on either Facebook, right? Facebook or YouTube, something like that. So, and Ken? Ken's faithful at that. He uploads it every Monday truth be known. So thank you for that. And like I said, we got a church full of shepherds. Everybody has got their hands in it. So so we got the pencils. We got no knitting, although you knit at home. We got, yeah? We're still going to have our Lenten dinner on Wednesday for the brave. So... Um, <laughs> So, you know, that, that's still going to happen unless, you know, I'll, I'll be here and whoever's here is here. If it's just me, myself, and I, the three of us will have a, you know, good time. So, um, but I just want to make sure that it's open. I want you to know that uh, I am available for phone calls and help. And, um, and, you know, God bless you and keep you and make his face shine on you. And let's get ready to sing. Let's stand as... We sing our opening hymn, Blessed Assurance. It's uh, in an insert. Our lyrics are, let us sing as unto the Lord.
come together this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let us confess our sins to God our Father. Most Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you, and for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Amen. 
Let us pray. O God, whose glory it is always to have mercy, be gracious to all who have gone astray from your ways and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of your word. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. I'll be channeling Jane Longino this morning. <laughs> if you hear me clear my voice, I have pollen allergies, uh, nothing, <laughs> nothing more. <clears throat> so the first reading this morning is from the book of Exodus, chapter 17, verses 1 through 7. And this can be found in the Pew Bible on page 114. Now, if you're like me, I get confused with when the Israelites are whining and when they're not. And in this case, they're whining, and Moses gets instructions from God to satisfy their needs, and he follows God's instructions perfectly, and everything's fine. It's not to be confused with what happens in Numbers when the Israelites are whining again. For the same reason, God gives instructions, and Moses loses his temper and doesn't follow the instructions, hence he's forbidden from going into the Promised Land. This is the first case where he does follow his instructions. <clears throat> Exodus 17. The whole Israelite community set out from the desert of Sin, traveling from place to place as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. So they quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. Moses replied, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? But the people were thirsty for water there, and they grumbled against Moses. They said, why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, what am I to do with these people? They're almost ready to stone me. The Lord answered Moses, go out in front of the people, take with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock, and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel, and he called the place Massah and Meribah, because the Israelites quarreled and because they tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? The second reading is taken from Psalm 95, verses 1 through 9, and we'll read it responsibly. It's printed in your bulletin. <clears throat> Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. Mm -hmm. 
The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Today, if only you would hear his voice. Where your ancestors tested me, they tried me, though they had seen what I did. The epistle this morning is taken from the book of Romans, Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 5, verses 1 through 8, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1752. Romans chapter 5, beginning with the first verse. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. fourth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The gospel reading this morning is taken from the book of St. John, chapter 4, verses 5 through 30, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1651. John 4, verses 5 through 30. So he came to a town in Samaria, called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, he sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, "'Will you give me a drink?' Now his uh, disciples, they had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? 
for we know Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Now Jesus assured her, and he answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? And Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go. Call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. And Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is Spirit, and His worshipers must worship in the Spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah, called Christ, is coming, and when he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. And just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman But no one asked, what do you want, or why are you talking with her? Then, leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? And they came out of the town and made their way toward him. This is the gospel of the Lord you, you may be seated.
Will you please pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Does anyone remember Dana Carvey on Saturday Night Live and he had a character called the church lady? Anyone? It, it, it went, yeah, okay. So it went coming like, you know, he was dressed up and he'd say, isn't that special? Who could that have been from? Satan? Right? That was kind of the way that he went. And as I'm delivering this, I'm trying not to channel David Carvey and the church lady in here. But there's some words that just send me there. And the words that is used is naughty. I don't use naughty very much. In fact, it's a good thing I don't use anymore or less frequently the words that I usually use, but that's one of them. So if I go in that special or in that naughty, then you know where I'm coming from. I'm not losing it. I already have. You see, what I want to talk about this morning and I want to proclaim to you is, is the following. Jesus' work, his work in this historical account this morning it's scandalous. He, um, he does the unthinkable, the outrageous. He dares to speak to a woman in public. That's strike one for the church lady. This woman he's speaking to, she's a half-breed, gone astray from God's ways, Samaritan. That's strike two. This woman, she's very naughty. And she's still in her sins, this Samaritan woman. She's been through five husbands. And now she's with a sixth man. But he's not her husband. She's naughty. Isn't she naughty? Why is he talking to her? In fact, we could say, uh, or almost hear, Jesus, do you want a little advice? You should stay away from sinful women like that. She may just be brash enough to try and put the moves even on you. Don't tarnish your reputation. Don't hang out with some well, actually, what you should do is hang out with reputable folks, good people, fine clothes, experts in the law. For gosh sake, you know that three strikes and you're out. Now, I don't want to add to the, the story at all, but could possibly those uh, disciples that came back from town been thinking that? They didn't ask him, Scripture says. Truth is, we wouldn't give her the time of day. Truth is, we believe that we are better than her. And compared to her, we're not so bad. That's what we think. <laughs> yeah, we're not. And here, together with Miss Naughty Sinner Samaritan, comes the Lord Jesus Christ. And... We know that when we are squared, when I'm squared, you're squared before the Lord, all comparisons with others 
stop. I'm not Jesus Jr., and neither are you. You and me and this naughty woman are all equally sinners before the Lord. That's why we come together and say, if we say we are without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us, right? Every time we come together, we admit that. And yet, we read that Jesus deals with sinners. He deals with ungodly sinners. He comes to them, to this naughty Samaritan woman at the well. He comes to you, and he comes to me. We are all in the same boat. We are deadbeat sinners. We're dead in our trespasses and sins. That's the kind of sinners we are. Now, if we have no Jesus and no salvation and we keep Jesus safely at bay, then all that is left for those is their dead sinful self. And apart from Jesus, that's where we would be, alone to our dead sinful self. We need him. We need his glory. We need him who is always there to have mercy on sinners. So Jesus comes with forgiveness. He comes with forgiveness for all of your sin. What sin do you have? What haven't you done that needed to be done? What did you do that shouldn't have been done? What is the sin that you want to stop doing but you just can't muster the will and the strength to quit? We're not taking a list after this. But you need to hear this. Are you listening? It's all forgiven. All of it. It's not counted against you for Jesus' sake. For his sake, it's forgiven. And he died for you and for me. That's love. That's mercy. It's stunning. We heard Ken read in the epistle letter, while we were still weak, Christ died for the ungodly. That's you and that's me. This woman he died for. This world he died for. And God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Thanks be to God. Now with that forgiveness for Christ's sake, there's life, and their salvation. Jesus is the water. He's the drink. The elixir of eternal life. And I invite you, he invites you, to drink from Jesus, to believe in him. And that's really the true worship of God. The highest worship of God is faith in Jesus. That's what is spoken of, of worshiping God in spirit and in truth. Worshiping Jesus. So 
I admonish you, I tell you, I encourage you, drink up. <laughs> this is a great church. <laughs> drink up. Deeply. Drink as much as Jesus avails himself for you. Guzzle it down. Guzzle his word of absolution with, with your amen. Amen. Imbibe his most holy body and blood in the sacrament. Come. The table is prepared. That's where he comes and he meets you in the divine service. For sinners like you and for me, he meets you and me. And there we see his glory, the divine glory to always have mercy. Always have mercy. And to always be gracious unto you and to me. That's what he does. He's cool like that. And so because Jesus... Because of Jesus, you have peace with God. And everything is all right with God. Everything is restored with God because of Jesus and his dying for you. And so let me add on a little bit more amazing stuff for you. That because of what Good Friday, of that Good Friday, and what Jesus did for you and for me, we can rejoice even in any or whatever sufferings that we have. <laughs> what? The world would say, rejoice in sufferings? Well, it's true. We are called to rejoice even in sufferings. Why? <laughs> Because the Lord uses your sufferings. He uses my sufferings. Uses them to strengthen your faith muscles. You realize that? He does. What are your sufferings? What are your sufferings today? Is it a, a broken marriage? Is it an illness? Is it a loss of a loved one? Is it everyday sins? Well, when we are at the lowest, when we are at our weakest, that's where Jesus is with us. Tested and proven it. Many of you have too. When we're at our weakest, when we're at our lowest, he's there with us. That's his promise. Your sufferings teach you that you can trust him all the more. You can trust, you can count on him to pray, and you can rely on him more than you ever did. That's what you have left. And said, it isn't until... All that we have is Jesus. That's when we realize Jesus is all we really need. And when you're at your weakest, that's when you're strong. Strong in Jesus who died for you. And you know that it's really God's cup of tea when he is working his power in your weakness. That's what he does. That's what Paul said. 
That's when he tried to have that thorn removed. He says, my, your weakness makes, what is it? Come on, I always sound like Joe Biden. You know the thing. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. So we should rejoice in our suffering because the Lord uses them to strengthen our faith. And as the faith muscles are exercised through our sufferings, the Lord gives us endurance. We heard that today. We trust in Him. We trust in Him for the long haul, not just for a sprint, but for the marathon. And then there's more giving from the Lord I need to point out to you. As we heard today, endurance produces character and character hope. And through your sufferings, you learn that God's grace is sufficient, that Jesus will not ever leave you or abandon you. His promises are always, always certain and sure. I will never leave you or abandon you. And for the glory of God, Jesus is to always have mercy. He died for every one of them, every one of the sinners, every one of the naughties, every one for whosoever should believe. And for God's glory, Jesus always has mercy. He is always gracious to you, and he's always quick to bring you back to him with penitent hearts and steadfast faith. That's what Lent is all about. Jesus Lented for you. You don't have to give up chocolate. He Lented for you. He did it on that cross for you. Well, what do I do? Well, you're doing it. Receive him. Worship him. Believe in him, pray to him, point others to him because the heavy lifting has been done. He says, come, the table is prepared for you, my dear child. Merry Lent, happy worshiping in the name of Jesus, amen. Our hymn of the day is Jesus Messiah, and it is uh, in an insert for the lyrics there.
Would you please stand? Let us confess our faith to the words of the Nicene Creed found on page three of your bulletin. We believe in one God, Father of the Lord, maker of heaven and earth, for all that is seen and unseen. We believe in the one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God of God. Holy God, mighty Lord, we, your unworthy people, come to you this day, acknowledging the great debt we owe for your merciful kindness in giving us, giving to us your own Son to be our Savior and Redeemer. In love, he suffered for our sins and died the death that was ours to die so that he might forgive us of our sins and raise us from death to everlasting life. Receive our thanks and praise for his one all-sufficient sacrifice upon the cross and keep us in this faith and fear all the days of our life. Lord, in your mercy. Preserve your word, O Lord, against error, and preserve among us the preaching of your word, that we may be nurtured in faith, discern truth from falsehood, and remain steadfast in Jesus Christ, our Savior. Open our hearts to the preaching of your word, that through daily repentance we may be kept in the promise of our baptism and in the new life born of water and the Spirit. Give to your church pastors who will serve us faithfully in your name with the means of grace. Raise up many church workers to fulfill the various callings and offices your church has appointed. Bless those preparing for baptism and the catechumens being instructed in your word. 
Help us to shine with the brightness of Christ's light before the world and be ever ready to give an answer to the hope within us. Lord, in your mercy, bestow upon all the nations of the world the blessing of peace. End the threat of terrorism and quiet the hearts of those who foster hate and violence. Give to us good and faithful leaders. Especially do we pray for Donald, our president, Gavin, our governor, the Congress of these United States, our state legislature, and all those who make, administer, and judge our laws. Lend your aid to the cause of life and its protection from conception until its natural end. Bless the servicemen and women who defend us at home and abroad. Give us the will and desire to be good and faithful citizens and to pray daily for those in authority over us. Lord, in your mercy, Provide for those who suffer man-made or natural disasters and bless relief workers who come to their aid. Bless the fruits of the earth and our stewardship of all its resources for the good and benefit of all people. Bless all honest labor and industry, the arts and music and all good works for your glory. Be with the sick and those who suffer trouble, want, anguish, peril, or death from the flu and coronavirus, and especially those we name in our hearts at this moment. Give them courage under trial patience to endure their afflictions without losing heart and healing according to your will. Lord, in your mercy, <clears throat> grant to us your Holy Spirit that we who come to our Lord's table today may receive the body and blood of Christ in sincere repentance and with confident faith recognizing Christ's presence in this sacrament and rejoicing in the forgiveness of our sins and the nourishment of our faith. Help us so that what we have received upon our lips we may keep in holy lives and live under Christ and his kingdom here until we receive everlasting life in his presence. Lord, in your mercy, Receive our bodies and souls and all our talents and skills with the tithes and offerings we bring in thanksgiving for all your benefits in Christ. These and all things good and beneficial we ask you to grant us in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace at a distance, a wave.
Will you please stand? Will you pray with me? Blessed are you. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord. You bid your people cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Paschal Feast. Renew our zeal, faith, and life, and bring us to fullness of grace that belongs to the children of God. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God, power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who night in which our Lord Jesus was betrayed. He took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his coming again. Let us now Pray together the prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from We had strike one, strike two, and strike three before we were ever born. It's just the way that it works. 
But thanks be to God for Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who paid the price that we couldn't, who died the death that we wouldn't, and who calls us from the tomb and says, come, I have new life for you. Now, the table is prepared. These simple elements are his body and his blood. If that's your confession, come, the table is prepared. You may be seated, and the ushers will bring you forward.
Will you please stand? Well, thank you for coming out today and worshiping with us and praying with us and singing with us and eating this holy meal with us. After the service, we're going to spend a few minutes, if you'd like, whoever can stay, praying. Praying for uh, this community, our families, this church, our congregants, for all things that are needed with the assurance and the confidence that God will provide. And so I invite you to do that if uh, you are inclined. And now, the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.